0: Hello, and welcome to Commerce Confidential. I'm your host, Randy Cole. On this episode, we're going to take a closer look at online fraud, a problem that affects those of us in every corner of the industry. In 2021 alone, global e-commerce fraud losses totaled over $20 billion. To say that's significant is an understatement. So to look a little deeper into this problem and see if we can find some tactics and solutions for merchants, I'm joined today by Megan Blissick, Head of Global Alliances and Partnerships at Signified. Megan can do a better job than I explaining what Signified does and the value it provides. So let's get to it and let Megan steal the show. Megan, welcome to Commerce Confidential.
1: So nice to see you, Randy.
0: Great to see you too. and Thank you for being here. So as we get started, why don't you give us a little background about yourself and more importantly, Signified.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Megan. I'm the, uh, global head of agency partnerships over at Signified, who is a e-commerce fraud prevention solution. First and foremost, our job is to stop fraud on merchant sites. But what we do by taking a guarantee on any orders that are fraudulent is that we pay back merchants for any fraud that happens on their site. Shifting that liability over allows us to really kind of open the floodgates, accept a lot more customers based on the data network that we have. So we're really actually able to function more as a revenue optimization product. Upping our consumers' um, order approval rates by about five to seven percent in most cases. So it's a really interesting product to have. and uh, fraud is one of those funny topics that people really like to talk about.
0: Absolutely. And you know, even more importantly for a merchant is driving more orders. So, as you mentioned, five to seven percent additional orders is nothing to sneeze at. And yeah. being able to offer that to your clients is something I, I don't think comes on the surface when you think of signified. But, you know, (laughs) when we do, we talk about, you know, reducing payment risk in the digital era, era, you know, how does signified technology really go about promoting that and enabling that for a merchant?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Kind of touching on exactly that value. What we really do when we look at an order for a customer is uh, we look at a lot more data than a single merchant has. We have a network of over 10,000 merchants in over 100 countries. So we're really able to look at a very big picture of customers. We've seen over 98% of customers that have actually shopped online. We have the second largest data network, uh, second to this company. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, they're called Amazon. Um, Maybe. I have no jokes, I promise. (laughs) Um, yeah, so so we have this really large network that we sit on, which means if we really understand a customer when they come to a site, so maybe they're first time shopping on a website, but we had signified have seen them before. We know how they transact. We know if they're sending to their office or their home or they're sending to a friend or family member. So some of those orders that can look a little sketchy, you know, when something's being ordered from California and being sent to New York or the names on the addresses don't match up, we have enough data to say know that actually is Randy. He's sending something to his team uh, over in Chicago. He's like sending them a gift to the office and we can you know, utilize that network of data to say, yes, we know this is a legitimate order and we guarantee on that. So that means that if it is fraudulent, you know, someone stole your credit card in the airport and went on a little shopping spree, um, then any of those orders that we said were okay, uh, we would pay the merchant back in full. So that's cost of products, shipping, taxes, fees, everything associated with that fraud. We give back to the merchant, we buy that data, and that enriches our data network further. So we're really able to continue making the best decisions for our customers.
0: Obviously, you know, frustrating if you're a victim of fraud, but also frustrating if you're a legitimate customer and are denied you know, placing an order that you need to place for. Like you mentioned, gifting or... Any number of other scenarios. So it's really cool that the, you know, technology can kind of play both ends of that.
1: Sometimes as often is it is that it's a legitimate order that's being rejected due to fear of fraud than actual fraud itself. And that also really compounds, you know, that's the first time a customer is on your site and they're not going to come back if they couldn't check out the first time. They'll go buy it from Amazon or one of those other competitors that are out on the market. So there's a lot to be said about that insult rate of your customers, you know, not insulting someone by saying that you think they're fraudulent and instead, you know, shifting that liability off really actually opens an entire revenue stream, not just of that first time, but the second, third, and all the consecutive orders that you would have missed if you hadn't actually guaranteed on that order.
0: Yeah, amazing. And you know, I, I think we kind of touched on balancing, you know, payment optimization with fraud, fraud prevention. Yeah. Is there anything else related to that? Or do we think we've kind of covered you know that topic pretty well?
1: Yeah, I mean I think that really covers it a bit. The most interesting thing that's happening recently is that Financial institutions are really getting on board with this idea. So most recently, we actually partnered with FIS and launched guaranteed um, payments for WorldPay. So they have over 20,000 merchants uh, that we've now provided the ability to reduce those false declines and eliminate manual review, which is really important when it comes to these swings in volume, the holiday seasons, and I think uh, pretty relevant to where we're heading right now, that back-to-school season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so let's let's segue into back to school holiday and you know peak selling seasons in general, because those are so important for merchants. And are there some recommendations you would have for retailers as they head into these, you know, peak seasons like back to school? Um, and ultimately prepare for going into you know the all-important holiday
1: season. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so back to school brings up to um, schools of thought, <laughs> okay. uh, the lens of fraud prevention and revenue optimization, um, you know, back to school can be a really, really busy time of year for some merchants, all those staple goods, you need new clothes, you need new notebooks, new backpacks. It was always one of my favorite times of year when you get all your new things to take to school. But one of the things that a lot of merchants will do when they have a, a internal fraud management system is they manually review orders. So they'll have a team internally that will look at those kind of fringe cases where they're not really sure if it's fraud or not. And you know, they'll actually come up with a decision based on a person. You know, if you have a team of six people that most of the year they can do that, but now your volume is doubled because it's back to school and everyone's shipping in that volume, you've got two options. One is you extend out those lead times, which means delays in shipping, which customers really don't accept, delays in order approval, which again, customers will then cancel, or you have to scale up a team, which means a lot more seasonal work and probably less accurate decision because to ramp up a lot of temporary staff really quickly, you're not going to have the same quality as people that have been trained on this for years. Um, So it can be a really tricky time, um, and it can really overwhelm an internal team. So rather than trying to utilize or shift around resources to identify potential fraud, um, that's where full-service products like Signify come in place. And they really both maximize that order approval volume, and they ensure those customers a seamless shopping experience. So that would be kind of one element of that Mm -hmm. But then one of the things that uh, I've I've worked on the merchant side before, and uh, we all pretend like it doesn't happen, but returns happen. (laughs) Returns happen a lot, especially online. Um, Like 43% of customers return at least a quarter of the items they buy online every year. And 23% return almost half. So that's a lot of merchandise that goes back to a retailer. And these are things that we really need to think about. You know, retailers need to provide flexible return policies that minimize the burden on the customer, but they also need to minimize their own costs because, you know, returns abuse and, you know, like stealing or fraud via returns is becoming its whole industry on its own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, returns is, I think, kind of the dirty little secret of e-commerce, you, know, you threw out a couple stats. I've seen others that, in general, the return rate on e-commerce is over 30% versus in-store purchases around 9 to 10%. So it's endemic to the industry, and it's kind of how I think a lot of consumers have been trained. Let me just buy three sweaters, and I'll find the one that fits, or the color that I work best, and I'll return the other two. Mm-hmm. That said, return fraud is a whole thing in a, of itself. You know, Could you go into a little bit and what return fraud is and some of the different variations of it because i think it's pretty interesting stuff
1: yeah, absolutely. It's it's really interesting because once we accept that returns happen, we can start looking at them a little differently. And once we acknowledge that returns fraud happens, we can really start thinking about the best way to run a business. So, return abuse, uh, return fraud. There's a couple different brackets. Just like any type of fraud, it's not one size fits all. Some people will like kind of search out specific retailers um, based on previous behavior policies, things like that. Uh, and try and just abuse the policies that they have in place, that some of those informal policies. You see this after the holiday season every year. You know, Someone goes to return a TV that like, they were gifted X TV, they wanted Y TV, and the merchant just says, keep the TV and here's your refund because the reverse logistics are so expensive that it's not worth it for the retailer to reacquire the product. Um, so some people will just search for those different like kind of policy loopholes, hope they get lucky. Some are a bit smarter. So what we'll see is um, a lot of returns will just be weighted packages. So, you know, you return the package, they weigh in the product, it weighs the same, your refunds issued. So what we've seen is, you know, different products being returned in those boxes, you know, rocks in a box for a TV. And the funniest one that we found was a... Uh, a potato in an iPhone box um, that was only discovered because the potato started sprouting through the box. So, so these things just don't get checked. You know, not, someone's not going in and opening every box to make sure that the product is in there again. Um, but these are entire businesses of, of you know people buying goods, um, stuffing the boxes, resealing them, repackaging them, and sending them back, and you know pocketing that money by the time it's discovered that it's fraud they've run off. So this is an entire industry now.
0: It is. And it's, it's very it's sad in a way because it affects all of us as consumers. It mm-hmm. increases the cost for the business, which again gets passed on to us in the, in the form of the pricing in, that is charged to us. So being able to intercept even a small percentage of that, I think, you know, is crucial for successful, profitable operations. A little bit of an aside, you know, as we've been going into this period of you know hyperinflation Fears of recession is mm-hmm. signified seeing an increase um, in fraud in the last, you know, say 90 days, six months or so, or you know, things pretty much have as they've always been historically.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a great question. So the way that signified measures um, fraud is we use a term called fraud pressure. Um, So because we make those decisions of approving or declining orders, what we can do is we can point out how many orders we've declined, and how that compares dollars and volume wise, year over year at different times. So, you know, especially when pandemic hit, that number went all the way up. Um, 500% <laughs> we're talking. Um, so yes, anytime there's an economic downturn, especially when commodities end up being higher prices. So, you know, like the things you need to feed your family. We see an increase in fraud pressure every single time there's an economic downturn. It's kind of extremely consistent with that. So yeah, we're seeing more fraud pressure, more attacks on merchants. We're also seeing like merchants or, are, are, you know, they're hitting them well, at least in, in our bucket, they're able to offset those or, you know, not actually feel the pressure of that. But that's always going to be an area that's going to hit pretty hard.
0: Absolutely. And so, you know, I'll just kind of wrap it up here, go a little off script. We had some questions that we wanted to field, but yeah. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask with everything changing so rapidly, are there, is there anything we didn't cover? Is there any advice for merchants you might have that you'd like to, you know, add as we as we close out?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think in that returns vein, it's really one of the things that we haven't done just yet As in terms of merchants is not offer returns as a one-size-fits-all approach. I look on a site, a return policy is 30 days money back or something, but I know that if I've shopped that site before, if I have an account on that site and I'm past that 30 days, I know that if I write their customer service and I say, hey, I order from you guys like Pretty much once a month. I was out of town this weekend and I didn't have time to return this thing. Then nine times out of ten, that site will let me have a refund. But you know, I just had to jump through a bunch of hoops and like I consider myself a valuable customer there. And then especially if they say no, that's going to sully my experience. And then at the other side, you've got, you know, someone ordering their three sweaters and trying all of them on, um, and then returning the other two. And even farther than that, you've got someone trying on their three sweaters, picking out the one that works, wearing it out for a few days with the tags tucked in and then sending all of them back. So there's a different value in those customers and tailoring your returns approach to actually surprise and delight those customers that are really good and say, "Here's your your credit issued immediately and we're just putting this right back on your credit card. We'll send you a shipping label so you can mail this back and we'll make it really easy for you, very good customer" versus you know here's a store credit and any orders that you make from here on out are final sale to that customer you know not all customers are treated equally not all returns should be treated equally and i think that as merchants start rolling into the holiday season coming up in a few months they should really think about how they're going to approach that end of funnel because you know it's not a sale until after it has been decided to not be returned not after it's been purchased
0: Absolutely. That's great stuff. All customers are valuable, but the customer is not always right. And I think that's, you know, a lesson for us all. Glad to learn more about Signified and what you're doing. It's a really valuable service. Thank you so much for being on Commerce Confidential.
1: So happy to be here, Randy, and, you know, love working with the Gorilla team.
0: Thank you. Well, there you have it. Great content from a great guest. I'd like to thank Megan Blisick from Signified for joining us, and I'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening. We hope you'll join us on our next episode. Commerce Confidential is a guerrilla group, a Wonderman Thompson Company production. Special production support from Betsy Stewart and Fiona Jessup. Original music by Adam Lee Murphy. Thanks, Adam. Remember to like or subscribe to be notified about our next episode. Your clicks are free but to us, they're priceless. We'll catch you on the next episode of Commerce Confidential. And in the meantime...